This is episode 223, Go For Your Dreams with Jessica. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Want to thank all my new listeners. I love having new listeners to the show. As a reminder, or maybe you don't know this already, every Wednesday, I put up a numbered episode with someone's name in it, and that's a coaching call that's unscripted, unedited, unproduced. And every Saturday, I put something up called Coach's Corner, where I either teach you something, or I have an expert on, or I talk about something. Like this past weekend, I put up a episode that Jill and I did about what happens at the spring retreat, because a lot of you have been asking us about the spring retreat. I've been talking about it on the show. It is my signature event of the year. If you've been listening to the show either for a long time, oh, and by the way, thank you to all my longtime listeners as well. I appreciate you all very, very much. So whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener, if you receive any value from the show, just consider 10xing that, 100xing that in terms of the value that you can receive from the spring retreat. So if you missed out on that Coach's Corner, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's the one that aired right before this episode. So we are now in Australia. We've been here for about, uh, I don't even know, I've lost count 10 days and it is hot, 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 hot. I am getting used to having a holiday season in the summer and I'll be honest with you, I don't like it. Sorry to all of you that live in warm climates for the holidays, but I am an American girl. We had Christmases in Wisconsin growing up because that's where my grandparents lived and I like it cold. I like sweaters. In Australia, you'd say I like to rug up, which for my non-Australian speakers means put sweaters on, like layer up, cozy up. I like hot chocolate. I like like snowy decorations, all that kind of stuff. So this, this Christmas is a little different. Gotta be honest doesn't exactly feel like Christmas. It feels like summer, (laughs) but I'm loving being in Perth, more specifically Fremantle, which is my husband's hometown. I've been to Australia many times and I've actually been to Fremantle before, but we've never been back to Australia together. So it's quite special to be back here with him and get to meet friends of his that didn't make it to the wedding and get to see friends that did and have a hot summer Christmas. It was 95 degrees today, a hundred degrees yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in this episode, we're talking about going for your dreams with Jessica. And this really isn't a coaching call on how to pursue your dreams. It's more about how to get the things out of your way that are in the way of you really going after your dreams. So as you're listening to this call, consider, are you longing to do something more meaningful with your life, especially your career? Did you have overprotective parents? Are you a play by the rules kind of person? If you rebel in any way, you beat yourself up, especially if there are quote unquote negative consequences. And how are you with risk taking? Do you enjoy taking risks? Do you really go for your dreams? Do you really do the things you want to do? Or do you overthink and overthink and overthink until you basically do nothing? (laughs) So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Jessica. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank my sponsor for this episode. 
This is a sponsor I've talked about before, and I'm actually very proud that I'm working with BetterHelp. I mentioned on the show to many people that working with a counselor would be beneficial for them. And oftentimes people have trouble finding a counselor. Maybe there aren't counselors in their area. Maybe they don't have time to go and see someone in the office. And that's why BetterHelp really comes in handy. It's a place where you can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. And anything you share is confidential and so convenient. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and all kinds of other things, many of the things we talk about on the show. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one anytime for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option for over and on with it listeners when you get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. So I encourage you to get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash over it. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, get matched with the counselor you love. Again, betterhelp.com slash over it. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Jessica. Jessica, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thanks, Christine. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak mm-hmm. with you. I'm very excited. Pleasure. Okay, so my question. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to try and find and figure out what my purpose is. And I've worked in the government for the last 15 years and I actually quit in June of this year. And I've been traveling basically ever since. And I, because I really always wanted to just do some a trip around Australia and so finally I was like, okay, that's enough is enough. <laughs> so it's been amazing and I haven't had to work in that time and really enjoyed the break and been doing lots of interesting things. I'm going to start working again in the new year, but I don't want to go back into government and I really want to find something that I find meaningful and which also I feel contributes positively to the world in some way. Mm-hmm. I just feel really stuck in trying to figure out what exactly that should be. And I'm, yeah, I've studied a lot. I have like two degrees and I'm currently finishing a life coaching certification as well. But I just don't, I don't want to be just like, I don't want my own business and I don't think I want to do only coaching. Uh So every time I start picturing what I want to do, I just feel quite trapped because I feel like, oh, I'm going to end up back in an office or I'm going to, you know, have to stay in the one place all the time. And I think after being in the government for so long and being in like my hometown for so long, I just, yeah, I'm struggling a bit with those feelings of being trapped. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, having a relationship, I get those real trapped feelings as well. So Mm -hmm. the point is I want to be helpful. I want to do something, you know, that's important, but I don't know where to start to figure out what exactly that is. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm very curious because you keep using the word trapped. When did you feel trapped in childhood? I had and still have very loving parents. However, they were very safety conscious and fearful um, that something was going to happen to us. And so they tended to not let us like do a lot without them. And mm-hmm. they didn't like us like going and, you know, riding a bike out on the road mm-hmm. or, uh, so yeah, so pretty, like, not strict as in, like, telling us what to do and, right. you know, what was our life, but just more in that sense of, like, confined, right. probably. So perhaps a little yeah. overprotective. Yes. Okay. So 
given that style of parenting, and I really get that they loved you a lot and it was coming from love, but, but also coming from fear. And mm-hmm. given that particular parenting style, what do you think your relationship to risk is like? I, it's gotten better, obviously. Um, however, yeah, I haven't taken a lot of risk right. um, in the past. Well, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because, because you were so overprotective and because, you know, it was always walk, don't run, don't play with that, wear a helmet here, you, don't do this, be careful. There's a part of you that almost didn't get developed, like an autonomous knowing how to take risks and, and make your own decisions and, and assess whether something is good for you or not on your own. Can you see that your parents made a lot of those choices for you? Like, yeah. instead of you determining, I don't want to ride my bike on the street, you were told not to. So it yeah. was like, you never kind of got to learn where the line was. So you've just really learned how to play it super safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I've kind of taken this next step with the travel and leaving government and yeah. doing all this side. But now I'm just like, oh, I don't yeah. know where to go. <laughs> yeah. So let's like acknowledge that you've left your job, you've traveled, you started to pursue other things. Can you acknowledge how far you've come? Yeah. 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 And that you've, you've pushed your own personal boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still learning how to think for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Can you see that? And so that's why it's hard to know what you want to do because go, you know, quitting and going to travel I think you got to a point where you, you were so uncomfortable (laughs) that your discomfort pushed through the fear of taking that risk. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to giving yourself permission to really think for yourself and tap into what you truly want, it's almost like you've forgotten how. Mm. Yeah. Cause I just, I've always been driven by this idea of purpose and doing something like, you know, that contributes, but yeah, just trying to figure that out. And there's, there's so many ways I could go with it as well. So I, and I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I just don't know which way to go. And I guess maybe I'm concerned that I'm going to choose the wrong thing. Exactly. And being <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Mm. You're afraid to choose the wrong thing. And I think yeah. it's it's less about being trapped and more about you're afraid to choose the wrong thing because so much fear was instilled upon you when you make quote unquote the wrong choice. A wrong choice is dangerous to your nervous mm. system and to your psyche. Yeah. And also I made some like wrong choices. Well, you know, what I consider probably weren't great choices when I was in my early twenties, like getting myself into a large amount of debt, which meant that I kept in like, the government, uh, that government position where I wasn't actually very happy. Um, so I felt trapped for a really, really long time mm-hmm. doing that. And I didn't go and do all the things that I wanted to do, like move mm-hmm. to Melbourne and mm-hmm. all these different things. So mm-hmm. it's just like I made decisions early on. And even though the consequences, I probably could have moved and I could have done all this stuff, but I felt that I'd kind of stuffed up and I now had to live with those consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And what judgments do you have against yourself for those decisions that have led to these consequences? And by the way, was that ever said to you as a child? 
Jessica, if you do that, you're going to have to live with the consequences. Um, not that I remember. Okay. Just checking. No. Yeah. I, uh, well, or anything actually, like that. <laughs> it wasn't like, wasn't when I was, it wasn't when I was a kid, but it was when I was like a young adult, like 19, 20, I was starting to kind of, cause I was always like a good kid, didn't actually do anything wrong. Just tried to keep it like, you know, do the right thing. And then I got to 19 and 20 and did like the, you know, go out and party and stuff like that. And I remember driving with my dad one day and he said, just, just be careful with what you do. Like you, you don't want to make the wrong decision. And then I, yeah, I did quite a few wrong things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, he was, he was right. I should have made better decisions. Right. Well, but it wasn't about you making bad decisions. It was about you. Okay. Have you ever seen kids and they're okay. Let's say a kid is like climbing on a chair and they know their parents watching and they kind of take a step up and they look back to see if mom or dad tells them no. And then they like take another step to kind of look back and see if it's still okay. If they can say no. I mean, if their parents are going to say no or not, and either yeah. the parent will say no and the kid will push the boundary and then see what happens, or the parent will not say anything and the kid will maybe fall a little bit. And in all of that, they're testing the boundaries. They're learning, mm-hmm. all right, how many steps can I take on this chair? Like, can I get to the top? Can I get away with it? It's a natural developmental stage to figure, to fall on your face a little bit, to figure it out, to test the boundaries. And I'm sure you had some of that, but with the overprotection that happened, you missed some of that. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. And so your 20 something self, my love, what you were doing is you were testing the boundaries. You were rebelling. You were trying to get a developmental stage in So Mm -hmm. I really, really need you to forgive yourself for that time and not look at it like all these quote unquote bad decisions you made. In a sense, part of you is trying to break free. You're trying to break free from that feeling of feeling trapped and overprotective. You were pushing your own boundaries and you were discovering Mm -hmm. where the edge was. And that was really, really important. I'm glad you did that. But since you relate to it as bad and negative consequences, Instead of going, you know what? I needed that. I was so good my whole life. I needed to push the boundaries. And now I'm trying to find the middle ground. And those weren't bad choices. That was me trying to have a developmental stage that I never had. Can you see that? Yeah, definitely. And can you see how up until now you've been judging yourself so harshly for it? So much so that I think a part of you is afraid to dream is afraid to take risks, is afraid to go and do what you love because you don't want to quote unquote fail or have negative consequences again. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So this is a couple things. It's one, you know, we're not holding judgments against your parents or forgiving your parents. They were doing the best they could. They just loved you, but they did instill some fear. And, and two, forgiving yourself for, this phase of life that you judge is making bad decisions. Because if you continue to hold yourself accountable to all these bad decisions and as in your words, negative or consequences, then mm-hmm. you're not going to give yourself the freedom to dream. Mm. Yeah. And the problem I don't think is not knowing Jessica. The problem is more being afraid to allow yourself to dream 
to try things. You know, yeah. it's great that you're taking a coaching course and that's relatively low risk, right? You study, you pass. It'd be a different mm -hmm. thing to apply to actually work for a coach or to try coaching a little bit and see if you like it yourself or to see what kind of jobs there are in the area where you could be a coach at a wellness center or something like that. There's a part of you that's afraid to even explore. Mm. I mean, I have done like part of the course is actually doing coaching as well. But yes, yeah, I have been. And I mean, actually like, putting yourself out there as a coach without the excuse of this is part of a program. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not diminishing anything you're saying. I'm just pointing out to you how there's a part of you that thinks you still need to play it safe and only play by the rules. Yeah. But whose rules? Yeah. I'm not even sure. Like, yeah. I just, whenever I start dreaming, I just or start thinking like, oh, I could try this or do this. Um, it's like, it's either a real trapped feeling like I can't see past my own experiences of actually working in an office or working for other people, but it's like I can't see past that. And I'm also, and also there's so many areas where I could, you know, go and work. And then I'm like, well, I can't, it's, it's, I have a little bit of like a baby complex of just like, oh, I want to like help so many people and do so many things, but I don't know how and I can't help everyone. And so therefore I just don't even try to help anyone. So I, yeah, it's just a few things kind of going around in my mind of like, how do I, how do I even like try and figure this out? And I know I should just go and do something mm -hmm. and something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe I'm spending far too much time in my own head. Yeah. Well, yeah, because your head is where it's safe. Mm. Yeah. And your head is where you're trying to figure out how you do it without getting hurt, without messing up. It's just, it just feels like your safe place. Yeah. So it's okay. So it's almost like, so I was with some kids actually in Melbourne and we all went to the hot springs and there was a cold plunge and there's a seven year old little boy and an eight year old little girl and their dad and me and stuff were there. And it was so cool to watch their dad because the cold plunge was cold, but you could tell they wanted to go in it. And instead of saying, you don't have to, or instead of saying, Oh, just jump in. The dad just was like, go, you figure it out. We're right here. We're right here. See how you feel. You can step in, you can jump in, whatever you can, you can choose. We're right here, but you go for it. And one of them jumped in and one of them just eased her way in. They did it in their own way, but they figured it out. But they knew dad was there in case anything happened, which is great for mm -hmm. a kid to have that reassurance. But I share that with you because that's the energy I want you to have with yourself is to mm. be like, you know what? I can try this out. It's okay. I don't have to know exactly, but I'm allowed to either step in the cold plunge or jump straight in or go toe in a time but I'm not just going to stand here on the edge and think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I'm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, I was thinking I need to come at it from more of a experimenting. Yeah. Rather yeah. than this is what I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that you said that word because the word I was going to use for you is curiosity. 
Mm. I want curiosity to be your, your theme word for 2020. Yeah. And just let yourself be curious. Huh? What would that be like? Oh, I'm going to explore that. I'm going to try that. Hmm. What would that be like? And I love that you have a passion for serving people and helping people. I get that you have a big heart, but just know that whatever you enjoy doing, that's going to serve people and help people. It's kind of like mm-hmm. when, you know, I called customer service for my insurance company. And one day I talked to a not very helpful person who clearly didn't like their job. And the next day I talked to someone who really loved her job and was proud to work there and was so helpful. And she made such a difference in my day, a massive mm-hmm. difference in my day. And so you don't have to impact thousands or trillions or millions to make an impact. Mm-hmm. You can make yeah. an impact by just loving what you're doing. And so my coaching to you is really about allowing yourself to be curious without Mm -hmm. thinking of consequences because your brain, since you were raised by more fear-based parents, your brain is wired a little bit to see negativity and to assess risk Mm -hmm. rather than just allow yourself to be curious and explore like a child would do. That's the phase you missed out on. Mm. It seems like a perfect time to do it. Also, going into the new decade. As yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have spent so much time just doing kind of similar sort of work. Yeah. Well, you've been playing by the rules, except for the time you were rebelling, which we've agreed yeah. was a healthy thing to do. You've been mm-hmm. playing by the rules and doing it right. Yeah. Okay. And that's great. Like, that's wonderful that you did it this way. And now you're at a point where you're at the next stage of your growth and you're going to allow yourself to do it a little bit differently and allow yourself to explore and be curious and not have Mm -hmm. to have it all figured out, not have to know where Z is when you're only at A, not even really have to know where D is. Just step into A so that you can maybe see B. That takes a lot of the pressure off as well because yeah I as I said I just keep going around and around in my head and I you know do all these like answer all these questions about what I like what I don't like Mm -hmm. what my strengths what my weaknesses da 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 but I'm trying to figure out the whole thing in my head before I take a step right and we learn best through experiential learning and I know that from my own life. <laughs> well, um, yeah. How yeah. much do you listen to this podcast? I've been listening for a lot of years. Okay. Do you learn something from it? Yes, all the time. Okay. Do you think you'd learn as much as I, if I just talked about the concepts and didn't actually talk to people and coach them? No, no, definitely not. I, right. like, I like the story. <laughs> exactly. Because that's the way you like to learn. Yeah. So let yourself go out and experience. It could be a process of elimination. You don't need to know the answer for you to experiment. And you're not going to get trapped again because guess what? If you don't like something, you can change it. Mm -hmm. And keep reminding yourself of that. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't so much that you were trapped. You believe that if you didn't play by the rules, you weren't going to be loved. Yeah. And when you keep reminding yourself that you're loved no matter what, and that you don't need to play by the rules in order to be loved, that fear of being trapped will start to dissipate a little bit too. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Christine. Yeah. Does this help? 
Yes, I feel a lot lighter. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And so what's your what's your intention and theme? Curiosity. I love it. <laughs> I love yes. it. Give yourself permission to explore. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I love the breakthroughs that Jessica had, and I thank you, Jessica, for being so honest and open to look at this with a new perspective. So as you heard, the initial question was about trying to figure out what her purpose is. She wants to do something meaningful, and she's studied a lot. She's taken coach training, and she's taken a big step by leaving a government job that followed her play-by-the-rules, got-to-do-it-right thinking, but wasn't really nurturing and fulfilling her heart. And so massive, massive, massive step, but it had to get to the point where it was just really unbearable for her to quit. And when she was talking about everything, when we first started out, she used the word trap two, maybe three times, but I know at least two. And so that word really struck me. And I wanted to ask her, why did she feel trapped? And what we came to is she had very loving yet overprotective parents. And When a child has overprotective parents, then they can feel a little trapped because a couple things happen. One, they feel like they can't just be free. They can't just be free to do what they want. There's always someone saying, be careful, or they have to ask permission to do something. And underneath the the love and care and concern that is at the heart of overprotective parents, there's also fear. Parents are overprotective because they don't want anything to happen to their child. So basically through that overprotective parental action, a child feels a sense of fear of, Ooh, I can't do anything risky. I can't do anything wrong because it's not safe. So usually when someone grows up with overprotective parents, they don't take a lot of risks. They're afraid to get out of their comfort zone, to not do it right, to not have a safety net, all those kinds of things. And when I asked Jessica a little bit more about, you know, did she, was she ever told you're going to have to live with these consequences? She said no until she realized that something similar was said to her when she was about 19 or 20, right when she was going into her rebellious years. And again, although it came from love, Jessica started to connect the dots that when I do something just that I want to do, there's going to be serious consequences. And what I tried to help her reframe was her rebel years because she was played by the rules, had these overprotective parents. And then around 1920, she started to rebel and just do whatever she wanted to do because she had years of the repressed need of needing to find her own way and needing to find her own line. And because it didn't go so well from her opinion, she said there were negative consequences. Then there's a part of her that's kind of retracted and gone back to well, I have to play by the rules again. So really for Jessica, it's about finding the middle way, finding that balance. I think her rebellion was a very healthy thing because she needed to go and be free and and find that, that place inside of her where she could do whatever she wanted. But if she continues to look at that as, oh, that was bad, then she won't give herself permission again to explore. She won't give herself the freedom to pursue her dreams. So when we talked about, you know, why can't she figure out what she wants to do? From my perspective, it isn't that she couldn't quote unquote figure it out. It's more that she isn't giving herself permission to really, really dream. 
She's just been pursuing things in a safe way and is trying to figure things out in her head. But most answers, we don't, we don't find them in our head. Most big life questions aren't answered in our head. We find them through taking action. We find them through life experience. So I really encourage her to make curiosity her word of 2020, to allow herself to be curious, to not play it so safe, to throw some needles against the wall and see what sticks. And that's the way that I think she'll eventually find what she truly wants to do. The final thing that is really big for Jessica is when I said to her, you don't need to play by the rules in order to be loved. And again, oftentimes when we have overprotective parents or even strict parents, we're like, oh, I need to be good in order to be loved. I need to do it right. I need to be good. I need to be safe. I need to, you know, wash my hands and not run with scissors and all that kind of stuff. And so we start to think, well, if I take a risk or if I don't do something quote unquote good, or if I fail, then will I lose love? Well, no, you won't especially if you have self-love. And at the end of the day, that's what matters most. So some takeaways for you. Think about the developmental phases you missed out on as a kid and how you've been attempting to get them. Like Maybe you had overprotective parents and then you rebelled a little bit and you judge yourself harshly for it. Just know that that was part of you trying to have a developmental stage that you missed. Reframe any bad choices you made and see the learning from it rather than allowing it to stop you from taking risks. And finally, be curious. You don't figure things out by sitting in your room and thinking about it. You do it through taking action. So be curious, be experimental, because that's how you'll find your way to the answers. All right, everybody, that is the show for this week. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.